Welcome to the Verbal Motivation Podcast, where we talk about the things that motivate us in life, religion, and relationships. My name is Nathan Vale. This is the first installment called Words That Cannot Be Spoken. I was washing my hands in the bathroom at the University of Utah some years ago, and I noticed someone scratched onto the wall the question, quote, Why do you censor speech? They are just blanking words, unquote. I was a little puzzled by that question as I stood there, water dripping off my hands, because if you think it through logically, the fact that he used the F word in his question disproves his point entirely. If he is right and words have no meaning, then whatever censorship he was complaining about wouldn't matter, and he wouldn't bother using the F word. In fact, words are not just words, so much so that we ought to be more careful with them. In a powerful juxtaposition to the bathroom wall vandal, 3 Nephi 26.18 records, quote, And many of them saw and heard unspeakable things, which are not lawful to be written, unquote. I used to really be annoyed by that verse because I wanted to know, what did Jesus say? And how is it so profound that it cannot be written or repeated? My understanding of that scriptural event changed dramatically the day of the Sandy Hook school shooting. As you may remember, the whole day was nothing but news, one traumatic revelation after the next. I was driving home from work that day listening to a Christian radio station, and a minister interrupted the music because he wanted to say a prayer for the children at Sandy Hook. As he did... Tears literally began streaming down my face because his prayer was so powerful. Now, if I went back and found the transcript from that show and read his prayer on this podcast, I don't think it would mean anything to you, nor do I think tears would follow. In that moment, the circumstance of that day animated his prayer, and his words and the event galvanized into one, to the point that it would almost feel like an insult to repeat them out of context. Words are not just sounds our vocal cords make. They're a type of catalyst for something much larger and much more meaningful. In science, and medicine in particular, they talk about drug delivery systems, such as lipid or polymer-based nanoparticles, that can be designed to improve the pharmacological and therapeutic properties of drugs. In other words, the effectiveness of a drug is greatly magnified by a good delivery system. In life, words are also a type of delivery system. Have you ever started a conversation by thinking, what do I want that person to feel while I'm talking? Or, what do I want that person's reaction to be? If you consider your words a means to an end, or a delivery system, Your words will become more powerful because they will reflect the effect you want to have on that person. They will feel what you are saying rather than just hearing the words you speak. If you love someone, for example, why would you ever decide to hurt them with words? You wouldn't. Yet, at the end of a frustrating day, if we just let the words flow without consideration, they often reflect what we are feeling rather than what we want the other person to feel. If you are on the receiving end, it feels like the person is attacking you. But actually, they are just emptying the trash from their day, so to speak, and you happen to be in the way. 
In sharp contrast, why are we courteous to a random stranger we meet at the grocery store? It's because at the store, we're thinking of the larger picture. We're careful with our words because we're worried about giving offense or how we are perceived by the stranger. We're thinking about them. But at home, we just open our mouths and words fall out without any consideration of their sharpness or the effect they will have. But shouldn't it be the opposite? Now, I'm not advocating for rudeness at the store. Rather, when we are with the ones we love the most, we should consider the larger picture as we would with the stranger. Rather than say what we feel, no matter how sharp, we should say what we want them to feel about what we're saying. There is also a completely opposite and fascinating phenomenon that happens as a result of speaking verbally. It's the effect those words have on the person speaking them. Expressing life experiences out loud to a dear friend or even a therapist can heal the emotions of the person speaking them. It's like a self-healing serum through expression. But it only works if there's someone there to listen. Try talking out loud in an empty room. It will do nothing for you. If a tree falls in the woods, it definitely makes a sound. But if words fall on deaf ears, they don't. This self-healing happens more often, I think, than we realize. Have you ever heard someone telling a story about something like getting pulled over or some other dramatic or interesting event, and suddenly you're anxious to tell your story about getting pulled over? And you feel the excitement of the experience all over again. It doesn't make any sense, really, but when you share, it feels like the person you're speaking to owns a little piece of you, which is why it works and why you really only enjoy it if you like the person you're talking to. If that doesn't sound right to you, try telling a story that means something to you to someone you don't like. It almost leaves a bad taste in your mouth because you don't want to enjoy that moment with them. Picture in your mind, if you would, your best friend. So, not a romantic partner for this example, but a best friend. What do you do with that person 90% of the time that makes them your best friend? The answer is very likely that you talk most of the time. Now, you may have traveled the world with that person or had other actual experiences, But even without those experiences, you would probably still be best friends as long as you can talk. The reverse, however, is probably not true. If you won an all-expense-paid vacation to Europe with that person, and the only restriction is that during those two weeks, you could not speak to them, not one word, you probably wouldn't enjoy the trip at all. For reasons that we don't truly understand, we all need to express ourselves, and the people we do that with own a little piece of us. As a result, the more you talk and express yourself to someone, especially when you're expressing very personal things, the closer you feel to them. Even the prophets of old recognized the power of spoken words. In 2 Nephi 2.33, it says, Neither am I mighty in writing like unto speaking. Now, that's obviously a religious example, but it works the same in non-religious settings as well. Think about the great speakers of the past and present, Martin Luther King Jr., Simon Sinek, or one of my original favorites, Zig Ziglar. If you read their words, they are good words, but they don't have the same influence that they do when you hear them spoken. 
There is great power and motivation in the spoken word. Each week in church, we speak the words of the sacrament prayer, and regular bread and water become emblems of the Savior and have literal saving effects on the recipient. To be clear, the words didn't make that change. It was the power of the priesthood invoked by words. Words are powerful, much more, I think, than we realize. Now when I read that verse about Jesus teaching words that cannot be spoken, it doesn't bother me, because I have a pretty good idea what he said. He probably wasn't unveiling some profound new doctrine or saying something no one had heard before. Their cities had been destroyed. They were in darkness for three days, and they were full of fear and desperation. And when Jesus came, his words gave them hope, because he is Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Those words became sacred to them for the same reason those words are sacred to every person who reaches out to the Savior for hope in a fallen world, a hope that only he can offer, in words that only he can say, that we are forgiven, that we will live again. And despite the darkness and destruction of this life, we will live together with our families forever. Those are powerful words. Imagine hearing them from his own lips. They would become sacred and unrepeatable in each one of us. My name is Nathan Vale, and this is the Verbal Motivation Podcast.